Now we're cooking the gas. All right, Adam, what are we doing here? Well, you've caught us on a Friday night, and we're just doing the usual, even pre-COVID, this is what we do on a Friday night. Would we go out with friends? No. Have people over? No. What we are doing is we got two burners going. On the left, we're frying homemade turnip cakes, and on the right, we're getting the oil going, and we're gonna fry up some dumps. That's short for dumplings. Didn't you already do that? for like two hours this afternoon. We did, we ate those dumplings <laughs> and now we're gonna eat some other dumplings. Dumps are in. It's what, it, you might be in the dumps, have some dumps. All right, before we get into it, let's cue the intro. From the kitchen of 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam with my mouth full. Alright, I'm excited. This is a special edition of Coronapod. This is sort of the Mark Bittman edition. And uh, Adam, why, why don't you start? What are our listeners hearing right now? There's a lot of sizzling. We got Primaster Pafty on the left. I'm on the right. These dumplings are sticking together. That's not good. Oh, that's really not good. That's really not good. What you got there <laughs> is some serious sizzle as one of the dumplings. There's a lot of oil flying. Well, it's important that when you make dumplings, you do something such that the skins don't stick together. Unfortunately, that is not what we did earlier today when we defrosted these bad boys. But hey, are these, I asked you this earlier, are these store-bought dumplings or are these... These are Original. homemade. These are homemade pot stickers. So tell us what's the secret to making good dumplings. I honestly think the secret is don't buy your own skins. I mean, sorry, don't make your own skins. Buy them at the store. So be homemade, but not that homemade. Exactly. Um, other secret is like watch your liquid content. You don't want them too liquidy. Um, when you're pan frying them. Don't use like cold water to steam them. Make sure you use hot water. It'll steam up faster. You don't have to worry about the bottoms getting soggy. Ain't no one want a soggy bottom. That's what my grandma always taught me when she taught me how to make dumplings. It was many years ago. Mm. Okay, so on the right burner, we've got dumplings. On the left burner, what's going on here? We've got vegetarian savory turnip cakes. What is a turnip cake? It comes from a turnip, which is a large root vegetable, um, and it's got a bunch of other ingredients as well. They're normally done two ways. One way is you do them uh, sweet or you do them savory, but when they're savory, they also have meat. It's actually very hard to get yourself a, um, a vegetarian savory turnip cake but that is what Chef Catherine has whipped together. Um, and they're definitely looking better than my dumplings. So I'm looking forward to that. You might be asking, why are we eating at 11 o'clock? Yeah, why, why are you eating We at ate earlier, then now we're still eating. Um, you don't get to the COVID-19 pounds by just walking around all day. It's important to just sit still and eat. And that's what I think we're executing on really nicely right now. Mm. So, Adam, we're a few weeks into coronavirus. You're clearly doing a lot in the kitchen. 
these days. Tell us what have some of your other kitchen projects been? We've talked about sourdough in the past, in the past but tell us more. Uh, chocolate chip cookies, macarons. Uh, we got a bunch of different banana breads. Tacti's um, mm. been throwing up scones. Today he threw down some sourdough donuts. Really good, very dense, just kind of chewy, bready, so chewy good. sourdough donuts. So mm. I just ate another one. That's like three on the day. I think it got to be about like 5 p.m. today and I realized I had only eaten carbs. Mm. I hadn't had a veg, I hadn't even seen a vegetable. Um, so. You know, you're missing one big category thing that you've made that's pretty damn good. We've done a lot of meat. Is that what you're getting at? I am not actually getting at the meat, I'm getting at the ice cream. Oh, we have done a lot of ice cream. Um, Yes, right now we are on the, the last legs of our strawberry, but tomorrow we're thinking about whipping together a, and whipping together is the exact wrong term, ice cream. Gotta read the whole recipe. It's a long drawn out process. We're thinking about whipping together a cardamom, orange, and pistachio ice cream. We think that's gonna be really yummy. Gonna be pretty different. Um, but yeah, wow, I'm out of breath. Um, all right. All right. What else you got? Catch your breath, but while I continue to inter while I continue to uh, ask you questions about food, you know, Adam, you're a real chef de cuisine. Tell us what are some of the principles that you approach cooking with. So I think the first thing is you got to decide at any you got to recognize that at any point you can give up on the recipe. Mm. Like there are recipe followers and there are people who just wing it. I am not a recipe follower. I, I, I also wing it, but what I'm learning now is like start with the recipe and then decide if you want to get rid of the recipe. Don't feel like tied down to anything. But start with the recipe. Yeah. It looks like the turnip cake is pretty good over there. Yep, they're nodding. They're also very happy that they saved some poison sauce from a meal we ordered in like day three of quarantine. And there's been some debate in the fridge, like, should we keep the hoisin sauce? Should we make our own hoisin it's sauce? Also, it's a very small bit of hoisin sauce. Yeah, but it looks like Catherine came out on top here. Packy and Adam definitely gave her a lot of grief about it during the first half of the season. But now that we're in the second half, times are tough. People are really looking for the hoisin sauce. And you know who can deliver? Catherine with the hoisin sauce in the small plastic container in the back of the refrigerator. Back to you, Matt. You were by the kitchen saying, what can you tell me? What are you hearing on the ground from your sources? By over here by the kitchen saying, you know, it's actually a pretty, pretty clean situation here. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. It looks like everyone's done their dishes tonight, uh, which, is, which is really exciting. And we've done a pretty good job too of after the dishes have been cleaned, of actually putting them back that was, in That's their what cabinet. I was gonna say. We, we are definitely a, a group that has aligned on letting the Lord dry the dishes via the uh, latent heat of that vaporization. And I will say, this is an area that I am not historically aligned on, but it is an area where, to get by in quarantine, you know, you gotta give a little, you gotta- Take let, a little. You gotta take a little, but, Normally, I am kind of a stickler for drying dishes, but you know what? I don't really care anymore, and that's, uh, that is a-okay. I want to I turn it back on you, and I want to talk about something serious. We have not talked about substance addiction on the show, but I'd like to talk about it right now. How would you describe your relationship with citrus these days? With citrus? You know, it's interesting. Every year, 
right around that. So those, those dumplings are looking very good, nice and crispy on the bottom. Every year, right around now, we enter into a really difficult period because it's the end of winter, and that means the citrus. The is end ending. of really good citrus. I hate winter, but the only thing I like about it is the availability of fantastic clementines, orange, grapefruit. And now, I'm still buying clementines, but they're just not as good, and so I am not, as I was about a month ago, eating six, seven, eight clementines in a single sitting. It's, um, it's gonna be hard for you. But you know what? What is coming around the corner? Summer, which means grape season. And I, the only thing I love more than citrus is crispy green grapes. I'm just gonna say you're a green grape guy. And not just because we live near green grape, a mm. fantastically overpriced supermarket with great produce. But good wine store. Great wine store, delivering cases of wine right now. But yes, you are definitely a green grape guy. Yes, absolutely. I'm a white wine guy. I'm a green grape guy. I often say that if there were one food that I had to eat for the rest of my life, it would be crisp, crunchy green grapes. Just a little tart, little bit of bite in there, and there is really nothing better. Adam, what are some foods that you, are there any foods in quarantine that you're missing? That you're like, oh, man, I really wish I could just enjoy that Sweet green with shards of fiberglass for lunch today. You know, it's interesting you say that. Right before quarantine, I, I've been trying to really cut back my meat consumption. But I was finding that like every two weeks, I had a just unmistakable craving for a hamburger. Mm. And I haven't had that while in quarantine. But you've Although been eating now that a I'm talking about, I've not been eating that much meat. Pacti and I have only cooked maybe 25 pounds of meat in five weeks. We, right, Pacti? <laughs> that was like two 10-pound pork shoulders and an eight-pound leg of lamb. Yeah, so even less because all of those have big old bones in them. But that's nothing compared to like a meat eater like Momo who literally only drinks water and eat meat. So I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I thought I would have a craving for a hamburger right now. I have not. Um... There is a Shake Shack near us that serves hamburgers, but they just got a $10 million small business loan. And I don't know how I feel about that. Do you mm. think that, so the, the way that was set up is that if you had less than 500 employees at a location, you could apply. Mm. Does that seem wrong to you? Should you know, Shake I, Shack have deserved it? In general, my feeling on the small business loan question is this, the more places that can get loans, the better. You know, Shake Shack is a relatively large company, but it's not a massive, a massive corporation. And the people who work at Shake Shack need help just as much as people who work at Joe's Hamburger, which only has one location and 10 employees. Let's, I'm flipping it back on you. Kitchen time is over. Let's talk policy for a minute. Do you think this is the best way? Because I could argue that actually workers shouldn't be forced to get assistance through their employers. Further, these employers right now, these small businesses, they don't have payroll obligations. That's the issue. They have rent. Mm. So is the small business loan program even set up in a way to support both workers and employers? Well, I think what's coming out from your question that's really clear is that we've done 
a little bit, but we have not done nearly enough to support working folks through this crisis. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say we've done not nearly enough research, uh, in which case, yes, I... That's also I true. Agree, but That's yes, also true. We, so what are you suggesting? Are we saying, should, is this direct donations? Is this supporting local businesses through purchasing? What, what are you envisioning? You know, Andrew Ross Sorkin had a really good idea that he wrote about in Dealbook a couple of weeks ago, which is basically bridge loans to really anyone or any business that needed it. Um, and that would be a way to basically get people through the crisis. And then over time thereafter, people and businesses could pay those loans back as they were able to. And it's a really big idea. And I think it's one that's being implemented to some extent. Um, but I think what we're seeing is the programs that have been enacted are just not nearly large enough. The small business loan program ran out of funds in two weeks. Um, there's clearly much more demand. We clearly need to do way more than we're doing now. But turning it back to you, Adam, it's the weekend now. What plans do you have for the weekend? Um, so my friend sent me this thing, and the idea is to cook 10 loaves of sourdough. Like, Get back to the roots, like try to just focus on the particulars. Don't try to do anything fancy with the recipe, right? Same recipe and do it 10 times and see what you learn. So I'm really excited by that idea. So I'm probably gonna do that. As I said, the ice cream, um, I got some fiction reading to do. I got some nonfiction reading to do. I'm excited for the weekend because I don't have to do anything, I guess. And there's nothing to do. I guess any rainy night always in quarantine now makes me more excited because it means that I'm not missing anything. So, mm, and my yeah. friend, my friend asked me, I'm going to Shahola tomorrow to go kayaking. Shahola is this amazing waterfall in, uh, in Pennsylvania. He's like, do you want to come? And I'm like, oh, and he's like, don't worry, we'll be socially distanced while we whitewater kayak down these waterfalls. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we could, I, I just couldn't justify it. I can't mm. in good conscience do that anymore. Like, I'm sure it's safe, but it just feels wrong. So I'm ready to settle down, get a good night's sleep, and uh, yeah, how about you? Ho hopefully create a better podcast tomorrow night. Hopefully create a better podcast tomorrow night. I am, though, heading out to New Jersey for the day, maybe for a couple of days tomorrow, to my grandmother's house. Uh, she's not there right now. She is with my parents, and so there's an empty house where I'm gonna go and try to enjoy having a backyard for a little bit and uh, just get a little more space to breathe, which I think should be good for my mental health, uh, and then come back into next week sort of ready ready to tackle tackle the week. Does that mean we might have to do our podcast remotely? I think we're gonna have to do our podcast remotely, which is gonna be interesting. Can't be any worse than this. It cannot be any worse than this, but you know what? This is all about improvisation. And it's all about like making sourdough, improving one step at a time, and it's a learning process. We've got like 30 plus episodes. 34 now. now. Yeah, so this is, you know, the probably the bottom 3% of our episodes. Yep. But I yep, think that's probably. something had to be there. So. You know what? That's fine. But all right, we're going to end the episode with a quick note of happy birthday to my mom, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Mom. I'm sure you are one of three or four people listening to this. Uh, another one of which may be Adam's mom. 
and my grandmom. So anyway, we're happy sorry. birthday, mom. Love you. Talk happy to you birthday. soon. Bye bye. This has been CoronaPod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy and eat well. CoronaPod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat. And eat meat like Momo. No. Don't. Don't it's eat bad meat. for the environment. <laughs>